0: Welcome to the Midwest Health Nuts podcast, where we discuss everything you want to know and learn about the health and wellness industry. Fitness, health, and education, all wrapped into easy takeaway segments. Thanks for joining in on the discussion. everyone and welcome to another episode of the Midwest Health Nuts. I'm your host Crystal here with my co-host Brenda (laughs) and today we are so excited. We have on the podcast today Dr. Brian from the Winchester Institute here in Columbus, Ohio. Welcome Dr. Brian. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yes, thank you so much for coming on and being a part of our podcast. We just Love to kind of like open up and let our listeners know who's on the show, why they're on the show, what we're going to discuss today, what that might look like. And today's topic, I'm so excited about <laughs> being a yoga teacher as well. We are going to discuss mindfulness, ladies and gentlemen, uh-huh. mindfulness. So with that being said, um, I'll kind of segue to you, Dr. Brian, what does mindfulness mean? look like mean to you? And what are some of the ways that our viewers might arrive at mindfulness quicker than maybe they thought they could?
1: Yeah. So I think this is a really important topic for the time of year um, because a lot of patients are coming into our chiropractic clinic um, extremely stressed and that manifests as physical pain. And I also love that you um, do a lot of yoga because I'm also pretty passionate about yoga. So oh, cool. Some people do it more for, you know, the flexibility and the physical aspects. But for me, it's more um, uh, cleansing of the mind. And so um, when I think about mindfulness for me, and it's going to be different for each person, um, it's all about introspection and quieting the mind. So I feel like we're in a society where it's go, go, go. And there's a lot of chatter, and it's really tough to get back to um, you know like a clean slate where you're not thinking about everything at once.
2: I agree. Yeah. I think too, it's hard for people because so many people are working from home now, and so to really kind of take that time and quiet your space is, I think, more difficult than what it used to be. They're not as separated right. as they used to be. You know, work and, and home and relaxation and business. It's yeah, true. and I'm,
1: I'm not even sure if there was a, there was ever a time where. We didn't have distractions because I, I grew up with the Super Nintendo and then the PlayStation. And, and so I, I always had things to, to, to distract me, but um, those distractions are becoming more and more uh, within arm's reach at work. Like if you're working from home, and even um, uh, I just feel like the media that we consume now is so much quicker than what we were consuming 20 or 30 years ago. So
0: it's so true. I actually heard. Um, that there was a statistic study that was done about today, um, what we consume in a day in a 24 hour period mm-hmm. is more than people, you know, prior to us would consume in a lifetime, 27 years, you know, almost. And right. it's wild to think that we just consume that on a day. No wonder it's hard for us to be mindful and really like be present when it's like,
2: we're just trying to digest so much information at one yeah, time. Everything's at our fingertips. Right. Yeah. You know, so it doesn't matter whatever thought comes into your mind. You can be like, oh, I'll search that. Yeah. Or <laughs> think of that or, and that that's the main thing about mindfulness. I have a lot.
0: I don't, I'm sure you do as well. Just being in this field, a lot of people are just so like overwhelmed with the thought of being mindful and it's like, they don't know where to start or what to do. So I was thinking maybe we could um, just give some easy takeaways about like what that looks like, just starting a mindfulness practice. So you said you, Dr. Brian have a mindfulness practice. What does that look like for you?
1: Yeah. So I, I, uh, I actually listen to another podcaster named Andrew Huberman every once in a while. And he likes to talk about the importance of sunlight For mental health. Yes. Um, so for me, it all starts with the brain because I know for me personally, and for some people, it's going to be different. Maybe it's, it's, um, lifting weights or spending time with family. Uh, but for me, it all starts up here. Like if my mind isn't, um, isn't great, then I can't build off of anything else. So I have to make sure that my mind is in a good place. And I always make sure to get sunlight first thing in the morning, In my eyes, that's a pretty uh uh I'm 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 pretty passionate about that. I talk about it all the time with with patients. And it's a tough time of year to do it because it's so cold and there's not as much sun. So us Midwesterners, (laughs) yeah.
0: We totally feel that because I think up here. Yeah, right. It's 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 hard, but like you said, um the sun's actually hitting me now. And and you're right. It does feel really good where we're sitting right now. We kind of have a window view for the podcasters that can't really (laughs) see this. Um, So it is nice to like Dr. Brian said, just place yourself in some kind of sunlight, place yourself in some kind of light, because I also have a lot of friends that, you know, we do live in Ohio. It does get dark this time of year. And it's like almost bringing in sunlight and other ways that can make like trick the brain. So I have um, some friends that told me that they will do the color of sunlight and bring that into their food wheels. Yeah. So their nutrition, so lots of oranges around and it almost like tricks the mind to like think, okay, this is, this is, you know, what I need. This is how I'm going to nourish myself. This is how I'm going to bring this sunlight in and almost manifest it in a way that it's like, okay, I can bring that in. And that's true with mindfulness. You can bring in presence and kind of like that mindful thinking and being in the moment, um, just with the smallest things, yeah. and it goes such a long way.
1: I feel like personally, and, and I, I also like to get sunlight first thing in the morning because I don't have to be as intentional with trying to stay mindful throughout the day. So you can just actually not change any other, uh, lifestyle habit. And if you go out first thing in the morning, when the sun is really low in the sky, it's just rising. It's like really, really beautiful outside um that quick burst of sunlight actually triggers a cortisol release which is your stress hormone
2: right and
1: right. it times your future release of melatonin so essentially you've established I'm awake and in 14 hours I will go to bed and yeah. almost like clockwork 14 hours after your first sunlight you release melatonin and you get sleepy and so for me that really helps but for people working from home let's say you don't go outside until 11 or noon, then you're, you know, you're going to be up until probably one or one thirty in the morning.
0: Makes sense. It's almost, you know, like our internal clock is trying to talk to us, just like our body tries to tell us yeah. in subtle ways, you know, things that we need, things that we don't need and so on and so forth. So I'm going to read, um, kind of like, an excerpt of what mindfulness is just for the listeners, because, you know, there's a lot of confusion. I talked to it about, um, you know, just to different people and family members and they're like, well, what does mindfulness look like? So we're going to tell you today, mindfulness is the aware balanced acceptance of the present experience. It isn't more complicated than that. It is being open to or receiving the present moment, pleasant or unpleasant just as it is, without either clinging to it, or rejecting it. So I mean, that really simplifies what it is. I mean, it, it is what it is. It's very simple. But it's such a hard concept for someone that is, for instance, just needing to consume needing to distract needing to kind of like, not cope right with that present moment because yep, present a lot of moment us, is, is huge it's, in it's that tough statement. I mean but wherever you go there you are again <laughs> right Right? you know you I mean you can't
2: really outrun yourself yeah. right <laughs> so
0: being in that present moment is tough for some people dealing with you know whatever it may be I mean we're we're dealing with the COVID situation now and that's has a lot of people stressed we're dealing with so many things maybe traumas from the past I mean it right. could be a lot of different things, but to be able to arrive at this present moment is the most crucial thing I feel like, right? especially in this day and age with cell phones and.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, internet. <laughs> and taking those moments where you unplug from everything and you just have a moment to be all. And, and, and for people that aren't used to doing this, it's kind of uncomfortable at first to, to just sit there in the stillness and the nothingness and, you know, give yourself a moment to just relax
2: But still,
1: you you do yoga, which I find, um, you know, if if your mind's in a bunch of different places, it's probably really hard to practice because you have to force yourself to go slower and to just, uh, you know, sit sit in a position for a long amount of time. Yeah. That's what I do in the morning. But I mean, Brenda, are there other things that like you do that kind of take you away from um, fast-paced technology and thoughts?
2: Yeah. You know, I really, I have... For me to be still, I'm kind of a, I'm 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 kind of a fast paced, like, you know, I, I'm always on to something else. I really don't hardly ever sit and just do nothing. So even when my husband and I will be sitting and we're watching TV, but really he's watching TV and I just have one ear at the TV and one eye somewhere else. So it does take a lot of work for me to be mindful. Uh, and so for me, it just, if I can get myself into a spot where I'm I usually start off with reading something Mm -hmm. that kind of just calms my brain Grounds you and grounds me. Yeah. And then if I can do that, then I can kind of flow into those other parts of, you know, just being still and listening and um, just giving myself time to reflect maybe even on the day. So sometimes even if you don't, Maybe you don't start off your day that way. Like you said, maybe I didn't go outside. (laughs) I wait in the morning. It sets the tone. You know, I mean, it really does set the tone. Like you said, just something to ground. And each individual is
0: different, what that looks like. I always say some kind of movement for clients. I mean, it doesn't have to look like yoga. It doesn't have to look like running. It could be, you know, some kind of movement, just dancing in the bedroom. Like (laughs) something to like almost movement is medicine. I really do believe that. Well, something that that I think that's enjoyable to you that's more for it is for you. for you. And that's the great thing about that is that we can customize it to what works for each of us individually. Right. I mean, you know, I, there, there was someone that told me about shaking meditation and I don't know, Dr. Brian, if you're familiar with this, but it's almost the idea of, um, having that extra energy and kind of, dispersing that, moving your body in a way that kind of moves that energy away from your body and opens yourself up to being more present in the moment. Just like um, we all have dogs, pets, you know, just like our dog would kind of come in from outside and shake, you know, you see your dog shake, (laughs) he's shaking that energy off and he's making way to like have now a cool, calm, relaxed evening. So I really love that idea ideology behind that, because it's it's so true, you know? So, um, with that being said, so we talked about what meditation is, what it looks like, what we might do to be more mindful, because meditating kind of helps us be more mindful and it can just be as simple as one breath. So I like to say, um, if I, if I was told that and had that, tool in my toolbox as a child to just have the breath, Mm -hmm. I feel like that would make such a difference. So do you have a meditation practice, Dr. Brian? Do you, is that something you're comfortable with or, you know, practice?
1: So I, I don't meditate probably how most people think of, or how most people think meditation goes, right. Right. People can think about Sitting cross-legged in the middle of a room, going right. on, you know, and you know, there there are definitely ways that you can do that. But I love what you said, Crystal. How some people, it's going to be movement. You mentioned running. Uh, running is something that I do to meditate because yes. I find that I can't really think about anything else. I'm just kind of like I'm I'm in the moment in each step, right? I'm not thinking about right. the steps that I took. I'm not even thinking about the steps that I'm about to take. I'm just there in the exact moment, just present. Um, yeah. This time of year is a little bit tougher.
2: Yeah. Right. Nice. So, <laughs>
1: <With> <laughs> yeah. So I, I actually, I, I, do practice yoga once or twice a week. Um, I'm big into breath work sometimes in the shower yeah. in the morning. I'll, I'll do this, uh, very strange breathing pattern called Kapal Bhakti, which is like a type of, uh, breathing work that, that, that they do in yoga. Um, where it basically looks like you're trying to like blow your nose in the shower a bunch of times, but it's yeah. really cleansing. And so whatever it is for people, whether it's that, or if it's reading a book or, you know, moving exercise is a great form of uh, meditation. I think it's important that we um, we do those things when we're not stressed and pressed thin, mm-hmm. um, so that when we are, it's going to be much easier to rely on those and fall back on those. So exactly. breath work, we shouldn't only do it when we're stressed. We should do it every day so that when we're stressed, we'll naturally have better control of our breath. Yeah. And people that do practice breath work after a couple of weeks, um, there is this, you know, there's this moment where they find themselves just taking deep breaths for no reason. Um, so anything that you want to be automatic at first, it has to be, um, you know, intentional.
2: Right. I agree. I think that that's so important to say, because the time to learn about breath work is really not when you feel like you're already in the height of stress. Yeah, Right. Yeah. Cause then now you're learning a new task and you're and like stressful in itself. Right. And we all yeah. know, like you mentioned cortisol levels, you know, earlier, and that is something that affects so much of our, of our uh, gut health and everything else. It's tied to everything on the inside. So we have to be really mindful To make sure that we are practicing those things ahead of time so it doesn't feel foreign to us when we really need to call upon it. That's mm-hmm. very true. That's a very good point. I mean, because, you know, so many people, um, you know,
0: are starting to deal with anxiety and stressors that came out, you know, since the COVID like really making people kind of like go inward and and have to deal with what's going on as opposed to like, I've got to go to this, go to work, do that, you know, right. and list. so I'm, I'm seeing a lot of different people just starting to deal with anxieties that are starting to rise up, which we all know eventually you're going to have to deal with it. So to be proactive in that sense and have a practice established even on the good days is the best kind of way to kind of like set the tone and set yourself up for success with your practice. Because, you know, if, if it's all foreign to you, then that's just another stressor where you're like, oh man, you know, this is, this is intense and I'm already dealing with anxiety and I really don't know how to do this breath work. And now it's a whole other issue. So yeah, I think establishing a practice now, would be very fundamental for our listeners. It might not be something you're comfortable with, but like we've discussed, it can look so many different ways. It doesn't have to be one way or the other. Or this person does this. It's it's literally
2: just showing up for yourself, <laughs> right? Showing up for yourself. Yeah we have a um, we have a ebook that is really all about mindfulness, um, and and that does show. Three different options for breath work, so I think that that's helpful for people to be able to, you know, if you have something in your hands and you can start to to practice those now. So I think that that uh, having some tools that are out there I think is, is pretty key. Oh yeah. I mean, something that you can
0: just really reference to Yeah, because like we said, it can be foreign for a lot of people just starting out. It's like, well, where do I start? You know, what does this look like? And how do I get going with this? It's like,
2: this is,
0: this is almost like the starting point and, you know, I would love to think that even if just one listener from this podcast today started practicing Mm -hmm. mindfulness um, and then could say, you know what, that was the day that marked the time where it set me up to really be able to deal with these stressors of life because, you know, Mm -hmm. what happens now? you know in our life that we're doing now you know it happens later we're going to have to like really set ourselves up to take care of ourselves in a way that may look different than what we see on tv or instagram or social media but that is what i want to gain from this podcast today is just to let just one person know you know like
2: yeah.
0: starting is the key to setting yourself up to be able to deal with um, any stressors that may come your way in the future
2: Yeah. Uh, Dr. Brian, when somebody comes to you in the practice and the chiropractic side of things, um, how do you walk them through that? You know, what, as far as mindfulness, is it just giving them tips like that,
1: that are, you know. Well, some of it is going to be, um, helping them physically, helping them feel better in their bodies, which can help their mind because the mind and the body are the same, you know, uh, essentially. And some of it will be, um, you know, right. The things that we all know we're supposed to be good at, but it's really (laughs) tough to do. Like we're supposed to eat good foods. We're supposed to eat not very often. We're not supposed to eat super late in the day. Right. Um, uh, I'll sometimes recommend breath work with them. We have some handouts on, on Pranayama, which is, Mm. um, uh, the word for breath work in yogic, uh, uh, culture. Um, I wanted to also say that I, you know, I likewise, I, I encourage patients to just get started because that's the hardest part. And I tell them, you know, anytime that you learn a new skill, you're going to, you're going to really struggle with it and you're not going to be good at it for a while. And, um, you know, when it's, if it's breath work, if it's running, if it's yoga, you're, you're going to be bad, you know, and and (laughs) that's, that's, that's kind of a good thing. Like, you don't want it to be super easy. It, it, it's just the act of learning how to do it and doing it um, that helps. And again, that's once you start to see progress and you feel more comfortable deep breathing or um, stretching or reading or you know, any of these, or knitting knitting, crocheting, you know, something just, just, just to just to clear the mind, you'll start to do it more and more. Um, and I think. If if there are any, if there's any listeners that are wondering what can I do right now to slow down my my day is to just set a timer on your phone for one minute with your eyes closed and just think about how how much longer that actually is uh, when there's no distractions. So <laughs> it's we, true. We can go in two hours on Netflix, you know. Yeah. But just to wait one minute is so tough. And then there's other people where. Instead of slowing down, maybe you know it's like get outside. We need to get you distracted uh, with nature, you know, and 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 being more active because spending too much time in one place is also you know terrible for you.
0: Yeah, it's not the best. I love how you kind of spoke on you know starting something can turn into something. Like starting a practice for a minute can turn into two minutes, can Mm -hmm. turn into three minutes, and so on and so forth. It's so true. It's it's. Once you start something, it's whatever you're putting your energy into. Right? Is you know, do you want it to be in Netflix for two hours, or do you want it to be? And I know we're all—I'm guilty of that as well. Like you know, it's we we really can relate to that because we are human. You know, like right. we, we're not on this podcast to act like we do all these things perfectly. It's almost oh a reminder goodness, no. to ourselves. <laughs> yeah, like we want to remember what it is that we want to come back to. Like we want to remember that. Like Dr. Brian said, we set ourselves up with just starting a minute. There's so many apps out there and things that you can do YouTube channels, you know, whatever it is. And we'll actually link, you know, a minute um, time to meditation with this as well. So that our viewers, if you want to try that today, great. You know, right? Um, some way, somehow just find what works for you. So um I don't know. Have you guys heard the story of uh, the ancient story of the two wolves? This kind of relates. It's um it's kind of like an indigenous story. Have you, Dr. Brian?
1: The two wolves. I don't I don't think so. Yeah,
0: I'm like me wolves. either. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna tell the story because it relates to what we're saying. So the story features two characters, a grandfather and a grandson. The grandfather explains to his grandson that there are two wolves fighting with him, which in his image that serves as a metaphor for the man's inner sense of conflict. The conversation between the men go like this. I have a fight going on me, going on inside of me, the old man said. It's taking place between two wolves. One is evil. He is angry. He envies everything. He's regretful. He's arrogant, self-pity, guilt. These these sound familiar, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, everybody False can relate pride, with
0: that. <laughs> ego, ego is huge. The grandfather looked at the grandson and went on. The other embodies positive emotions. He is joy. He is peace. He is love, hope. Humility, kindness, truth, compassion, and faith. Both wolves are fighting to the death. The same fight is going on inside of you and every other person too. The grandson took a moment to reflect on this. At last, he looked at his grandfather and asked, well, which wolf will win? And the old Cherokee grandfather gave the simple reply, whichever wolf you feed.
2: (laughs) Yes, right. And I love
0: that. I really love that. I mean, it, it resonates with me every time <laughs> I read this story, or he, I having to have goosebumps just thinking about it because it's true. Like Dr. Brian had said, you know, whatever you invest your energy into, whatever you feed, whatever wolf you feed, <laughs> right, is the wolf that will win. So I say we feed the positive, uh, right? You know, because it's true. Think well, about self-talk,
2: this. everything. Yeah. You know, what we feed ourselves is
0: is so important. It's so true. Like those negative days you have a negative moment and then you're like, oh, everything's gone to crap, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. So with self talk, are there some practices, Brenda, that you do?
2: You know, um, um, I will speak to, I have, um, well, I have five children now because I was got remarried, but I have two daughters okay, that I birthed um, and they always, they, I'm sure they get tired of me, you know, saying it, but whenever they're having a rough day or whenever things are kind of, you know, I'm always like, look, life is this huge timeline, right? What you just experienced was just right, boop, <laughs> right here. It's just yeah. right at the end of this line. You have this whole timeline and you get to decide right, how you want that timeline to look. That's true. You know, so um, a lot of times we'll talk about that. The other thing that I always have them do is, um, and, and myself too. So I, I speak to, you know, all of us, but is make a list of all the positives in your life. Yeah. Because I think we can get so bogged down with all the things that are difficult and hard and things didn't go my way today and yada, yada. But I'll tell you, after years of working in um, long-term care, right. uh, I have to tell you that every day that I walked in, I was like, wow, I was really upset this morning because my my hair didn't turn out. Yeah. Right, <laughs> really? Is that, is that where I'm at? So I think, you know, sometimes also just being mindful of, just our health, yeah. What we do lining. have, not what we can't do, but what we can do, right? Finding that
0: silver lining, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that looks like. Because um, everybody else has a story and a battle that they're fighting. Yeah. I, I do love that because I try to be, you know, aware of that. Like we don't know what someone else is dealing with, and sometimes our smile or our gratefulness or our, you know, just gen- mm-hmm. you know, generosity can really just make the day for that person
1: for sure. Yeah, I think to understand that, you know, we are not necessarily the main character in this giant story of the world and then stepping back and um understanding that the way that you think about other people is probably the same way that they're thinking about you. Yes. And so yeah. um kind of like getting over ourselves a little <coughs> bit is yeah. a great, you know, tool for some people, maybe not for every person, but but for some people that that's going to be a great way to um for them to be mindful of, you know, like how others perceive them and, and what is important and what isn't important. It is your right.
2: parameter
0: Or,
1: you know, is, yeah. So
0: I agree with that wholeheartedly. <laughs> we are not the main character.
2: <laughs> yeah. I think that's a good rule of thumb to remember because yeah. there's a lot of people
0: that have well, things going yeah. on. I mean, everybody's kind of caught up in, the, in their own, you know, ego and that's not necessarily a bad thing but it's it's true we we a lot of the times identify with the ego mind
2: I think there's a difference though between you know um being positive to yourself and being nice to yourself and treating yourself as though you would treat a friend right that's different than you know get out of the way I'm the you know (laughs) I'm in. Yeah. I've yeah. arrived, and you yeah. need to move over. Yeah,
0: the, that that's the thing is like it, it really can make a difference, and it's true. Like we just need to treat each other like you know, like we would someone we care about. Like, right. like I wouldn't our,
2: look at you and be like, I am. "You know what? Your teeth are good." And you're, <laughs> right?
1: Exactly.
2: I wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. So why? Do yeah. So do do pe- people would
1: never think that about you either. You know, I mean, like because 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 usually they're worried about them.
2: Yeah,
0: right. that's true. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, we're, you know you're concerned with people around you and they have no idea anything other than their self, you know, kind of identifying with that. So, um, Dr. Brian, I want to ask you, are there any, because, because everyone is so engaged and involved in social media, are there any um, social media um, accounts that you would recommend that you follow oh, that you enjoy, that you like?
1: That's a tough one or
0: apps that oh, you I've, I've
1: tried the apps. I've, I've tried some of the apps. Uh, bloom is an app that, I liked okay. um, what were but, the pros
0: and cons of bloom? Cause I've heard good things um, about bloom, but I yeah, haven't. Bloom,
1: I, I think it just, just the way that it would notify me to, to do these small tasks. It, it, it breaks up like mindfulness in these really small tasks, like right. drinking glass of water, you know, um, which is, yes, that's, that's practicing mindfulness, but it's also just tricking you into being a better person. You right. Know, so yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't like a lot of the apps because I find that it, it just gets me back into my phone and more screen time. And mm-hmm. um, so for me personally, I think that sometimes on my way home from work, I'll, I'll stop at this park um, that's right next to the clinic and I'll just go on a little walk. But yes, I, yeah. I think, you know, being comfortable being bored is going to be a very mm-hmm. powerful thing for us here in the future with the you know VR headsets coming out and um finding comfort and boredom is gonna be uh something that I think breeds creativity and confidence and lack of anxiety. And so for I, I actually need to spend time away from my phone. So I for for me personally, I would say don't don't worry about the apps. But if you guys have an app that you like, I would I would you know defer to you for that. But yeah, I've I tried mean, to it didn't work for me.
0: I get it. I mean, my number one go-to is definitely nature. I mean, nature heals <laughs> me, me in a way that's. I mean, there's even um studies shown. It's like it's considered. Um, I don't know if you've heard of this uh, forest bathing. And I said this to my cousin once. Funny story. He goes. Because <laughs> it's like you're going out for the forest to <laughs> bathe. And I'm like, no, it's literally just being submerged right. in the trees, in the forest, kind of like in nature, you know, breathing in that fresh air. It's um, Japanese culture. It's like an ancient Japanese tradition to kind of like go and forest bathe. You yeah. know, it really de-stresses kind of like, like we said, lowers the cortisol levels, all the things that's needed to kind of like put the body in a mental state of calm, relaxed, and nature is just almost like the blueprint in my idea of of the healing kind of pathway. I do have some apps. I, I actually signed up and it's, you know, calm, it's called the calm app. And I got like a free trial. And, and from there, I loved it because it would do like sleep stories or, you know, things that I didn't have to like physically be reminded about, but it's like, you could hear a couple of different things and different segues. So calm app is one app I would recommend, I mean, like Dr. Brian said, some of it can be a little bit like, you know, notifications on your phone and a little too much. You can always like turn those notifications off or, you know, whatever works for you. You know, we, this is the thing. And this is why I love to discuss this is because we're not all the same, you know, and what may work for me may not work for you and so on and so forth. So different, yeah. different
2: things for different people. I'm definitely not a like a. Number one, I'm not really, I'm not super great with technology to begin with. That's not my strong suit. I didn't grow up in that era, of it was at my fingertips from, you know, young. So I'm not super great with it. But I also just, I don't like things in my ear that, you know, like if something were to ding and tell me that I had to remember something, like I would, I would just want to chuck my phone. Right. Like that's, that's not calming to me. So Yeah. Other reminders, like if I, if I wanted to drink more water, I would be best off to just fill the gallon for the day and have those markers, you know, that you can see how Mm -hmm. much you're supposed to drink. Yeah, Like that to me is more calming than something going ding, ding. So you probably have
1: to set yourself up in an environment where again, you don't have to, you you don't have to talk yourself into doing it. It's just, um, it's going to be very attractive for you to drink water if you have glasses of water sitting all over the house or bottles of water everywhere. Yeah, it's going to be more attractive to you to go on a walk in the morning or a run if you have your shoes laid out, or maybe you go to sleep yes. in your running shorts and you wake up and now it's not so it's not so tough, right.
2: Now so daunting.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm a big fan of talking with patients on how to modify their environment. Yes. Like if, if you want to read more, then you put your book on your coffee table and you take everything else off the coffee table to where it's, that's the only thing that you can interact with or with, with, with anything really. Um, uh, But one of the biggest ways that that we deal with mindfulness that I even, (laughs) I forgot to talk about is just with our treatment. Um, Sometimes I take for granted how relaxing it is because I'm focusing on the patient. Um, But a patient could come in and get an hour massage and that's really going to help them to just mentally cleanse and reset um maybe even rehab knowing that they're they're you know feeding the wolf that's that's good for their body and it's and it's self love and it's attention to their to their own strength and yeah. so there's all these other ways that we can um help with mindfulness even if even if we don't bring it up in the in the treatment room if it's not a concern of the patient's they're still getting some of that treatment um, just with the time spent in our office.
0: Yeah, I really do love that. Mm-hmm. The mentality behind that. I'm so glad that we got to like get your take on what mindfulness looks like and kind of speak with you and really almost remember myself. <laughs> right. It really does have me kind of like going back like no wonder my week's been a little bit <laughs> I, you know, it's just been a, a, a lot and it kind of just is a, is a reminder to myself and a reminder to our listeners, you know, like wherever you start, just as long as you start your practice, mm-hmm. that is the beginning key to success with mindfulness and right. you know, with the mental clarity that you will gain from that and all the steps that we had talked about today. So right. with that, we want to thank you so much, Dr. Brian, for coming on today. Um, yep. Thank you for giving us your expertise on this topic. Thank you for giving us some kind of starting points and reminders to ourselves and the listeners as well, like what it might look like. So, you know, we'll think about like which wolf do we no. want to continue to feed, yes. you know? And yeah. I'm yeah. going to I'm going to pick the good wolf. Oh, yeah. Mean, <laughs> me too. <laughs> not always going to be the easiest, but we're going to really really put our
1: best foot forward. Yeah. 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 Thank th- thank you so much by the way for having me. I'm honored to be a part of this thing that you guys have created and to be a part of the journey of the podcast. And thank you. To um I mean, again for anyone out there that, that's listening um, I'm a learner, so I'm learning, you know, how to improve at mindfulness every day. And, um, you know, I'm never going to be perfect at it, but it's not so much about perfecting the practice of it. I think it's more about just, you know, doing a little bit every day, whether it's good or it's bad, or it's, you know, whether it worked or it didn't work, the important thing is just showing up. So.
2: Agree. Yeah, yeah. we will. Uh, for the listeners, we'll also make sure and put some links down below for the Winchester Institute, because, for you sure. know, you can go there, oh gosh, you can you. get that massage, you can, you know, yeah. those things that you need just to kind of relax the body and, and heal the body. Yeah,
0: anything that's gonna, you know, forward the
2: progression
0: of our listeners and everyone finding mindfulness right. in their daily lives. So thank you everyone for tuning in and listening to another episode of the Midwest Health Nuts. We'll see you very soon. Take care of yourselves and each
2: other.